0: Hey, that's the noise you hear. That's the smooth sounds of the new Brooklyn Paper Radio. I'm Vince DiMasselli. Gersh Kuntzman, once again on sabbatical, we we tried to do this last week, didn't quite work out, but joining me again is Max Yeager, Deputy Editor here at the Brooklyn Paper. Max, how's it going today?
1: Fantastic, Vinny. How are do you doing?
0: Well, you know me. We're trying to do it a little bit differently. I want to keep it a little mellow. I'll tell
1: you what, it feels fresh in here. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying
0: it. It's a little, little it's, it's kind of fresh airy. Kind of fresh airy. It's really, really lots and lots of fun. So... Hey, I once again noticed you have a banjo.
1: I do. This time I'm feeling like I'm going to get through a song. Let's
0: see what we can put together here. What do you plan on playing for us today to start the show? This one's
1: called Big Eyed Rabbit.
0: Big Eyed Rabbit? Hmm. Seems like we had some big eyed rabbits in Brooklyn once before, maybe in a time long ago. Not so sure about it now. Maybe the rabbits these days are small eyed. I'll let you. I'll let Max play.
2: You're trying it again! I can't believe this. I leave for one week, and suddenly the show becomes some sort of granola freak fest. Uh, Gersh, what are you doing here? Look, I couldn't stay away because, first of all, I'm producing Murder at the Food Co-op at the Fringe Festival. I know, and I thought you
0: were working on that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do a show
2: here with Max. No, you're trying to ruin a great franchise called Brooklyn Paper Radio. I need some coffee. Now, the good news is, Max, I love you, but that persona, that banjo-playing persona, let's hear the real Max Yeager.
1: All right, Gersh, I'm here.
2: Look, it's great well, to see you, you, Max. happy? It's great to see you. And, of course, Vince, as you know, handsome man. No, I, I, as
0: usual. Are we going to play the music? Are you going to play an intro? Play the music, please, Johnny.
2: That's right, everybody. It is Brooklyn Paper Radio back with its normal spirit and verve and vibe and gumption and moxie. I'm Gersh Kunstman of the New York Daily News, joined, of course... By Vince in, sitting in for, I don't know, anybody, is Max Yeager, deputy editor here. He's a great kid. Hey there, Brooklyn. I gotta tell you something. Vince. Yes? I walked in this office sweaty, hot, bothered. Really? What happened? And I looked at you, you're like a tall glass of water or iced tea. How do you do it, Vince? How do you do it?
0: Well, I, I try to eat eat uh, right and exercise. Well,
2: there's no question you're
0: doing something right. No. You're a
2: handsome man. <laughs> now, really. speaking of handsome men, we have a guest on today. And, Johnny, you're going to want to show his picture on the air. Show, Put that up. It's you have that it's show? a radio, radio show. You're going to show the show the picture. Show that. The director of Murder at the Food Co-op, which is going to be at the Fringe Festival this August, Eric Olson will be joining us. What, now, t- Eric, what time?
0: What time is he coming he's on? He's
2: going to come on in a few minutes. Eric, That's,
0: that is news to me.
2: I don't know, Johnny, if you've put up his headshot. Eric's acting headshot is the stuff of fantasies. Not for me, obviously, because I'm a heterosexual male. But a guy like Max, he looks at that picture, he's going to be turning. Which way, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Very handsome man, but not only that, Vince, a gifted director. Now, what makes him such a good director? You, I mean, he's directed you in the
0: past, and I know directing you can be quite a chore. Not at all. Not so at maybe, all. Fact, maybe it's just patience? No,
2: I'll tell you exactly what he does. So, as you know, Max, I had a, uh, a show called SUV the Musical at the Fringe Festival 10 years ago. I've heard of it. Eric directed that show as well, and he sees things inside the text that I don't even see. Mm. So the movement of the actors, how they're going to get around the stage, what exit lines they need, what what they actually mean when they say, meet me in the Gore 3000 and we'll have sex. Like, he actually knows what, what the character's motivation is. I didn't know there was it, motivation. Is there actual
0: motivation behind that?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of ways to read that. Too. Yeah, a lot of ways. to. That's right. An actor could say... Uh, 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 let's go into the Gore 3000 it's like a Woody Allen thing or it could be hey baby meet me and Max Yeager in the Gore 3000 you know so there's a million ways you can say it uh, just as there's a million ways you could write it, but I've done my work. I've handed it off to the creative people, mm-hmm. and now Eric Olson, murder at the food co-op director, will be in in a couple of minutes. And i got to well, say— Well, that's
0: all very exciting, but these pretzels are making me thirsty. They see,
2: yeah, you can say that a hundred different ways. No. In addition to Olson, who is going to anchor our early part of our show, mm-hmm. we're obviously going to talk about a lot of things, including ice cream. No, mm-hmm. we're talking about ice cream. Well, you scream for it, and I scream for I it. I think everyone screams for that. There the is no cream. question. hmm so I don't know if we, what, what was the idea about ice cream? Are you just like enjoy it, Vince? Well, there's
0: a big there's a, a big event going on, I believe, at the at the Brooklyn Historical Society sure.
2: where they're going to talk about ice cream. Okay, before we get into any of that, Max, join me here for a second. Can we talk about rich people problems for a second?
3: I, I don't want to sure. sit
2: here, Johnny. I don't want to sit here and tell you, well, man, my life stinks. My life is great, and I, I got to say, it is. I mean, it's freaking awesome. Okay. The other day, my washing machine breaks. Mm -hmm. Now, this washing machine has been giving me trouble. And I rent now because, as you know, I was exiled from my posh Park Slope Brownstone to Windsor Terrace. I rent now, Max, just like you and me, Mm -hmm. renters. My washing machine breaks. So I call up the landlord. Hey, the washing machine broke. And he says, you and I need to have a conversation because replacing the washing machine is going to cost $1,000. I'm like, great. I don't know what the conversation is about. There's a plug. You plug in a new one. He says to me, no, I'd rather lower your rent by $100.00. And not replace the washing machine. He's trying to buy you off. Well, so the question. Wait a co- second. Wait a second.
0: The washing machine is in your apartment. It it's is not like a shared washing machine. Is it, it is. Okay. So the washing machine broke. Yeah. And he's like, I'd rather lower your rent a hundred bucks a month, and that's for how
2: long? Well, because on- I only have six months left on my lease. So that's
0: six hundred dollars.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Six hundred. Am I going to spend six hundred dollars in laundry? And add in the inconvenience of going out in the fall. Yeah. With you know where they get
0: you at the laundry with the dryer. I mean, you can see how much it costs to to put in a load for you know the, the wash itself. Yeah. It's three fifty, five dollars, seven dollars. I don't know how much it costs these days. It's two fifty. Well, whatever. But and you, uh, you're only one person. But the fact is, once you put that you mean, stuff I'm only in only one
2: person, I got a girlfriend I love. I got two kids. You're I, doing I her laundry. Well, occasionally she leaves soiled garments in my house. That's yes, interesting. Yeah, not always big garments. Sometimes just oh. bare underwear. Use hmm. your imagination, readers. Anyway, listen. So, am I going to spend? $600? But I'm saying
0: once you're once you get to the drier part, you never know how long that's going to take, right. and you just keep feeding quarters into it. And That can add up.
2: Well, so you think it's going to add up to six hundred dollars over six months? I look. I think if you could save six
0: hundred dollars, I, I you know what I do? Tell them. Tell them take two hundred off of you. Fine.
2: Well, listen.
1: Why is he willing to, to give up $600 to save 100 on the washing machine? No, 1000 on the washing, yeah, m- the washing thousand. machine. But, he's a thousand. G- but
2: that's the thing, he's going to have to replace the washing machine after I'm gone for the next tenant.
1: Yeah.
2: All right, we got to get out. If you can hear the sound of my voice, you should call 718-260-4502 and explain to me what I should do. And I will give the first caller a free wash and dry at my laundromat. So you bring your clothes to me, mm. I wash and dry it, I fold it. And I give them back to you, but you have to pick them up. So there it is, 718-260-4502. What do you think, Max? Good offer?
1: That's a fair offer. All right. Depends
2: where you live. <laughs> depends. Yeah, if you live in Bensonhurst, the deal is off. Yeah. The deal is off because mm-hmm. I'm in the WT, okay? Yeah,
1: Windsor Terrace callers.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the yeah, people. Windsor live Terrace callers only. Right? I should have okay. made that clear. Yeah, yeah let yeah. Then right.
2: I'll include the delivery fee. So anyway, I, um, Vince, if, if you're not going to say anything, I'm just going to keep talking. Well, what so, do you got? So I papered a few cars. Now, you know where I stand on putting flyers on cars. It's free speech, baby. It's free. <laughs> that, that's that's where you stand on that. It's free speech. Okay. Government cannot make any law restricting my ability to put a flyer on a car. but the, But government can forbid the recipient of the flyer from throwing the flyer on the street. As garbage.
0: Yeah. Well, are are you littering by putting that on the car, or no, you you like, now? But if you just took that and threw it on the floor, that would be littering, indeed, not free speech. Indeed.
2: Interesting. So I've been I've been hitting some of the streets around my beloved WT in Park Slope, putting murder at the food co op flyers on cars. Now it's a postcard designed by our own Leah Mitch, so you know it's good looking. No,
0: she's fantastic.
2: Right. So I put the card on cars. Now I get a text photo from my ex wife. Now, operative word there is ex. Mm-hmm. And she sends me a picture. Wait,
0: wait. It was a picture of her ripping up the car. No, no,
2: no. It was a picture of, it was a picture of her street, her block, because I papered her block. It was obviously. a picture
0: of her making what? your children rip up the car. No, no, no,
2: no. Several cards on the street as if they had been just discarded from the drivers of cars.
0: It was a picture of her giving the giving it to a homeless person on the corner.
2: It was a picture of her toilet giving paper. it the finger. Giving <laughs> No, well, home- listen, if you're homeless, I don't want your business because you don't have the $18 for a great thing. <laughs> if you have the $18, I want you at my show. But it was, a, it was a picture of the people who had discarded the cards. And my ex-wife, operative word X, writes to me, why would you do that? It's a disaster. It's bad for the block. Nobody cares. You're only hurting your show. Question, am I hurting my show?
0: Well, no, it seems like you're using it to help promote the show. Indeed. E- even now. Even now.
2: You've got people talking. That's right. You've got people talking. And I think it's name recognition, right? I run into people all the time. I hand them a card and they say, oh, I've heard of that show. Now, how did you hear about it? Well, it was in the Brooklyn Paper website. No, it was on the
0: Brooklyn Paper website. It was on the Brooklyn Courier front page. I Brooklyn
2: mean. Courier front page. Probably going to be in the Brooklyn Paper Go section this week or next. Oh, i got to talk to Roundy about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So the point is, I am out there. Right, Max? So people are talking about my show. That's all you want.
1: Yeah, and for them to show up.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, that's another issue. So, tickets available at FringeNYC.org. You should go. Vince has already heard all the songs. I think we're going to, when Olsen comes on, we're going to play a clip from my website, GershKunstman.com. You can listen to all ten songs there.
0: By the way, I'm going to give Olsen a piece of my mind. About
2: what? About what? I didn't get. I didn't get a part. What, what, what am I? What am I? Chop liver? So, uh, regular listeners of Brooklyn Paper Radio know that Vince DiMascelli auditioned for a part in Murder at the Food Corp. And I will say this: Olson will st- will tell you you were funny. <laughs> you were funny, but you can't act. You're not an actor. He oh, didn't give me a chance. Would you really. take your pants off on stage without underwear on, Commando? Would you uh, do it? You're it not de- an actor if you can't do it. It depends on the lighting. It depends on. the We could be discreet. That's hot. We could be discreet. All right, yeah. we got to get out. Seven one eight. Two six zero four five zero two is the number to call to advise me on my laundry or my play murder at the food co-op at the fringe. Okay. Uh,
0: what else are we talking about today, guys? We got Max Hager and then you had you you know you stormed into the show. We were playing banjo. I mean, I was angry. Well, you stormed in. And now, like, there's no, there's no like, breakdown of, of uh, what, of what, what, what we're doing. Now, I got the things that topic. we wanted to talk about, and Max is here. When is Eric coming on? Because I don't want to start a conversation with Max if, if Eric's going to barge in in the middle of that. And then uh, Max Max has to walk out with his banjo that and his tail like dog between whistle. his legs.
2: It sounds like a dog whistle. Are you trying to send a message to somebody? I'm just saying. Okay. My point is, I was on the... Um uh, I was on the radio at a rival station, I'm happy to name it, WBAI. Oh, you are on BAI? Yeah, I was on BAI. Yeah, they're with, doing a great job over with there. With Malachi McCourt.
0: Oh, aren't they all dead? I don't all the McCourts died.
2: No, no, no. Malachi was on, and Maliki, I don't know if you know Maliki. He, I, do, I do not. He was a great host. No,
0: the, the, one of the McCourts just died.
2: No, Frank McCourt died many years ago. No,
0: no, no, but another McCourt just died recently. Well, I'm sure right, there's lots the of McCourts. McCourts.
2: Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is Maliki was a very great host. First of all, he wrote his own book called A Monk Swimming, and he was very happy that I plugged his book. Nice. And then every three or four minutes, he would say, Gersh, uh, you, you haven't told us the website of the murder at the food co-op again. And he would open it up for me to give the well, web address. Why
0: That's would why he I do see, something like that? Because he's a great – Oh, maybe he's a professional. He's a pro. <laughs> he's a total it. pro. I was thinking of renaming the, the uh, street that runs through Kyle Gardens McCourt Street.
2: That's a very good idea. That they should do that every twenty years. Angela's Ashes, by the way, is celebrating its twentieth oh. anniversary.
0: I saw the movie and it was like one of the worst experiences of my oh, life. Oh bad movie.
2: Great book. I didn't read the book. Well, if you really want to read a good McCourt book, you read A Monk Swimming. Oh, did I tell you I read uh, To Kill a Mockingbird over my oh, vacation? Oh, great book. I did. It, let's it do was... hold on, let's do a little segment. Oh, let's hey Vince, let's do a great book segment. You What'd wanna... you read this
0: week? Oh, I was you know, I, I took some time. Over my vacation, I sat down in the hammock in Cape Cod. Really? Yeah, I was. I was in Cape Cod in the hammock. Can I get some of that? Can I get some of that? That harp music, that little, maybe little wind. Oh, yeah, oh, there, there is. it is. Nice, little, nice. Wind. Oh, that's nice. So well, you're reading and, To Kill a Mockingbird, and right? I was just sitting there reading To Kill a Mockingbird, and I realized. I couldn't put it down, oh, Gregory. I could not put it down because
2: because the whole thing—you think it's all Gregory Peck? No, it's the writing. It's the writing. It's the writing is fantastic. <laughs> it's not Gregory Peck.
0: No, it wasn't. In fact,
2: Atticus Finch may be the greatest American hero.
0: No, the greatest American hero is, is William Cat.
2: Who's William Cat?
0: He's the greatest American hero. Look it up.
2: Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. That's from there, right? <laughs> That's him. All right. Let's get rid of that wind because now I want to go, believe it or not, I'm – everybody walking on air. I never yeah, thought when, I could maybe be Maybe when so Eric Olsen gets here. Maybe when Eric Olson gets here, I'll do it. Flying there. away on a wing and a prayer. No, Nobody? Nothing, no. Nothing. All right. No. But that is the theme for Great American Hero, right? And
0: Greatest American Hero, starring William Catt. Well,
2: all, all right. It's But seriously –
0: to Kill a Mockingbird, great book. I, it, was, it was a page-turner. Could, it's set in could, Brooklyn, right? It's set put in put Brooklyn. It yeah, it's set in a town much like Brooklyn in the 1840s.
2: Oh, there it is! Eric Olson. Let me go out and get him. Okay, guys, you talk amongst yourselves. Hey, I'm Same. coming out to get you. All
0: right, Max, I think what we're going to do is we're going to have Eric Olsen come on. We'll talk to him for a little while. You can go back out there, and then we'll give you a buzz All right. when we need you. And we're going to talk about uh, the diners in uh, Brooklyn that are in big trouble they're in big trouble we're going to talk about sharks in Coney Island
1: an exciting story
0: very exciting people are going nuts out there they're worried about the sharks in the meantime I'm going to pay some bills Jimmy can you play some music for me hey Max why don't you just stick around for this this one listen are you looking for a dentist who provides quality care at an affordable price Max are you
1: you know it Vince
0: oh there you go Then look no further than Dr. Joseph Lichter. The dentist and skilled hygienist at Dr. Lichter's state-of-the-art office Use the most up-to-date technology and techniques to provide you the best experience possible. Dr. Lichter and his staff perform traditional dental procedures such as teeth cleaning, fillings, root canal therapy, and tooth extractions. But in addition, they offer the latest in restorative and cosmetic dentistry, including implants, porcelain veneers, and crowns, Fixed bridges and more. These procedures can make a broken smile look All
2: right, like that's right. I'm back, new. Baby.
0: I'm doing a commercial what here. Doesn't
2: matter. Look who I got! I got Eric Olson, director of Murder at the Food Co-op. He's in the he's in the house. Handsome All right. man. Let, let Eric sit down. No, 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 we're gonna we're only gonna be here for a couple of minutes because we got to talk shop. But Johnny, let's first play a very quick clip. Not we'll play the whole song. It's called Nature's Man, and. Eric, you know, he's a director. He doesn't like to talk, but he's a handsome man, and I wish this wasn't just radio. But, Eric, if you would, could you just tell us, what is Nature's Man about? Nature's
3: Man is about the ultimate co op member. The
2: the ultimate co op member. His character's name is Johnny Endive, right? Johnny Endive. Are you playing it? it. Let's let it play. And the leftovers get
3: composted. There's a chicken coop. In my backyard Well, I deliver the eggs myself I work with a doula Here's a car Chicken doula i recycled my own children's grow up And I do double shifts all the time Right here at the co-op Cause I'm nature's man I eat weedless brand. My world is free of bottles and paper and soda cans So shampoo your hair and change your love. Rarely, that's how you can be A nature's man He's nature's man I bike to work And I bike to the store Sometimes I drag it on the subway I always hold up the closing door Well, my house in Carroll Gardens It works on solar rays so to the left that I think marriage Should only be legal for gays Woo! Carbon footprint It don't leave a trace I love whites, I love blacks, I love all um, palatino. I'm guessing one-third Native American here, uh, maybe some Uzbeki blood? Yes, I'm yeah. Totally blind to race I'm nature's man I have a three-year plan To make this world Free out of, of bottles and, bottles and beer own. and soda Cans, so if It's brown, no flush it down with water when you order taking a hold of the sand like nature's man everybody nature's man touch my hair it's like satin I'm nature's man
2: Johnny, thank you for playing that. More, um, well, now, that. Now, Vince, that's a hit song.
0: That sounded that sounded somewhat professional.
2: So that was sung by uh, by Mark Dinkin, who wrote the lyrics and the songs for Murder at the Food Cop at the Fringe Festival.
0: Now, was that done in a studio?
2: That was done in a studio. Really?
0: Like, where where is that? Where was that actually recorded? I it was
2: just recorded somewhere. Well,
0: there must be a studio somewhere. The, Somebody has to take
2: credit for blame. The point is, it's a home studio. But the point is, that, Johnny, that's a hit song. Okay, thanks, Johnny. Now, Eric, <laughs> right, when you that. hear a song like that, you're directing a show. It's a great show, top show. H- how do you just? How do you you? How do you do what you do? You do such magic on stage.
3: Well, first of all, I have to say that uh, you yourself uh, are singing a song,
2: are singing as part of a song, as sure. part of the finale, and I have not seen you at a single musical rehearsal. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I didn't know I was singing. I thought I was just singing some backup. I thought you, you were... you I thought going to be on stage, or are you just going you to You've got to live life like it counts. No. no I so did it. That, that's, that's why I'm saying you need to be... A, I'm going to uh, just... So just full, full, so full disclosure, I play a role at the end of the show, and I will mouth... I will mouth the chorus. I will not sing. Okay, this brings
0: well. about an interesting point. Why am I not in the show? What did I do wrong? Okay, right, so you're a somewhere.
2: very fine singer, uh, Vanera say yeah
0: better uh, better, uh, better yeah. than Gersh much better than me not oh, saying yeah, much
2: no, Vince you want to give give us a reprise of what how you auditioned for
0: could Earth. be who knows it's only just out of reach down the block on the beach under a tree so on and so forth
2: but but Eric was casting for actors Mark would have been impressed by that but Eric was casting for actors
0: yeah, well, I was told to sing a song, so I sang a song.
2: And he and, and he did a very, uh, very natural monologue. I, you yeah. know, I think yeah. he's, uh, he has also acting talent. Um, and. Um Maybe especially right. I for the movies. Yeah, um, many, have you ever thought about the movies? Yeah, movies. I'm
0: very good at the Pokemon. What are you saying? I can't do live theater? Are you saying I don't have I don't have what it takes?
2: Well, you weren't committed to doing five weeks of rehearsals and four performances. You weren't five performances.
0: I was completely committed. If I was in, I was I'm all in. That's all the right, only way to. I do things, Gersh. All in.
2: We gotta get out because Olsen and I need to have a meeting about murder at the food car. Wait okay. a second. I'm, we gotta get out.
0: You guys are both <laughs> leaving now. You come in. You pitch your move. Your your, I, I your play. I came to
2: work on the script. Yeah, yeah he's I working can, on the script. Murder oh, at you the can't work co-op. on the script here? Murder at the Food Co-op opens Saturday, August 13th. I think if you guys worked on the script here together with
0: our listeners, that makes for scintillating radio. Oh, uh,
2: we don't show what's behind yeah, the No, no, no. Yeah. That, oh that my God. pay no attention. You don't want to know how the sausage is made. Yeah. No. All right. Oh, I love that. Murder at the Food this. Co-op. All information at GershKunstman.com. Go right now. Eric and I are going to go have a meeting, but that you were joined by Eric Olson, director of the soon-to-be Broadway hit "Murder at the Food Co-op," now at the Fringe Festival. Do you have okay. Do you have enough backing for this? Uh, no, I could use about twenty thousand dollars.
0: All right, well, maybe you should go on the Kickstarter.
2: Any angel investors out there who want to donate twenty thousand dollars, but no we'll, more than $35,000. Let me ask you. 000. I just got
0: I got to throw this out there. So, say I invest that twenty thousand. Yeah, sure. Right. Not that I have it, but let's say I invested that, and now the show becomes a hit. What do I get out? What do I get? What's my? What do
2: I get out of that? You get obviously first. You get your twenty thousand dollars back. We oh. pay all debts right off the bat, okay. and then you get, if twenty thousand dollars would basically be the budget of the show. So hmm. you would get all profits above that.
0: You get. I would get, get all, all profits, profits. <laughs> if you do the twenty
2: thousand. But if we take a loss, you're gonna have to cover that too. Very interesting. Yeah. So let's see if we can have an angel investor, and you can donate any amount. $5, $10, $100, or just buy a ticket at fringenyc.org for $18.
0: But you don't get any payback on that.
2: I get about 12 bucks out of every ticket.
0: No, right, no, right. but I don't get any
1: payback.
2: No, you don't, because you haven't invested anything. You All bought right. a ticket to a get show. Get me Max Jaeger. I'm gonna right, Max uh, Eric, <laughs> Eric, going to finish my commercial.
0: Eric Kuntsman, Eric Olson, everybody. One of the <laughs> worst segments we've ever done here on Brooklyn Paper Radio. But it, it's, good to see, it's good to see Eric e- easy as Eric is tripping over things on the way out. He just broke Max's banjo. All right. My battery's going low. Go back to my music, please. i gotta, I got to do this spot for uh, Dr. Lichter. All right. We can't have this anymore, Max. But look, I'm going to start over. I'm going to start from scratch. Now, when was the last time you saw a quality dentist who was truly affordable? If the answer is it's been too long to remember, it's time to see Dr. Joseph Lichter. Dr. Lichter's state-of-the-art dentistry is offered at extremely reasonable prices so that almost anyone, almost anyone, can afford to get the smile that they deserve. Right now, these prices are even more affordable. Listeners of this very show, Brooklyn Paper Radio. Brooklyn Paper are not people going to see Murder at the Food Cough. Listeners... Of Brooklyn Paper Radio can get special prices for some of Dr. Lichter's most popular procedures. Invisalign, it's the virtually invisible alternative to metal braces. Yeah. Usually costs about 5000 dollars or more. Dr. Joseph Lichter, you'll save more than 1000 dollars Porcelain veneers, which you can get for a thousand, which can go for a thousand or more, Dr. Lichter, you'll pay just $675. And get the bright white smile you've always dreamed of because for a limited time, Dr. Lichter is offering the Zoom teeth whitening procedure for $395. So call Dr. Joseph Lichter's office today at 718-339-7878 to set up an appointment that will make you smile. That's 718-339-7878. As you know, Dr. Joseph Lichter is located at 1420 Avenue P between East Fourteenth and East Fifth Street. Fifteenth Streets in Midwood. You can visit him online at josephlichterdds.com dot com. That was a nice one, Max. You got something else when you leave uh, Doctor Lichter's office? Might, might, might you want to head
1: someplace else? Well, with, uh, with your brightly uh, brightly clean chompers, the first place that you're going to want to go is Atlas Steakhouse. Oh, I've heard of it. it does, you, you, of course you have, because they offer a unique dining experience that people just won't stop talking about. Now, first, you choose your steak, and every cut is aged to tender perfection on site. Then, pair it with a vintage from their extensive wine selection, or...
0: Lots of wines stuff.
1: Lots of wines. Or with an Atlas Steakhouse signature cocktail. Have you had one of those yet?
0: Uh, I have. I, they, I believe it's a godfather. A
1: godfather. And, uh, and then... And, while you're waiting for your food to come out, enjoy an uh, succulent appetizer uh, that their master chef crafts for your as uh, your choice cut.
0: Yeah, they they they're working. You know, they're constantly working while you're enjoying yourself. That's you're the, there. That's the great thing about Atlas Steakhouse yeah. because they're in the back kicking ass and taking names. And you're just enjoying yourself while all this is Enjoying saxophone
1: night, piano night. They got got live music there. It's really good. And then when your main course arrives, you will understand why at Atlas Steakhouse, they always offer you a cut above the rest. It is cut above the rest. That's Atlas Steakhouse, 943 Coney Island Avenue. 943 Coney Island Avenue. Hitman's Park. Visit them on the web at atlasteak.com. All right. Wow. Hey, that was
0: pretty nice, Max was it was great yeah that's good stuff so now a lot of weird stuff happening in brooklyn this week do we have do we have our our harp music that leads into our morning paper segment yeah not
1: everyone is doing as well as at atlas steakhouse no what's oh there it is yeah, it isn't is. it better than that rock and roll music it
0: was just so there was so, so much more peaceful smooth and mellow yeah so in coney island this week uh, there was a big scare wasn't there there actually? was a big scare and you were writing about this, were you not? I did. Okay. So what happened was a large shark. Possibly several. Possibly several. Seen offshore.
1: Mm-hmm. Not, not far offshore either.
0: And swimming around. And what were those sharks do? What were they eating besides people?
1: Uh, probably plankton and uh, moss bunker, a little five-inch kind of bait fish, uh, according to our experts at the New York Aquarium. All right. So what type of shark was this? This was a basking shark, which, you know, to the uninitiated, looks like a whale shark, but very different. It's actually... Uh, distant relative of the great white. However, mm. it, it's a filter feeder, so it doesn't have big teeth. It doesn't, you know, doesn't eat people. Mm. Uh, but they, but they cleared the water, you know, out of an abundance of caution was the the, the terminology that the parks department used.
0: Okay, so were people ever actually in danger while this shark was swimming around?
1: If if it was just a basking shark, no. So the reason why they, they weren't sure it was a basking shark, there was, there was some uncertainty. Who
0: was the person who said, "Wait a second, that's just a basking shark"? Everybody, back in.
1: Well, they didn't say everybody back, and they waited till the shark left, but I, I believe that was uh, John Dolan from the the New York Aquarium. Oh, okay. He's the one who told me it was a basking shark.
0: So which way did the shark go when it left Brooklyn? Did it go um, out to sea, or did it go into Jamaica Bay, or do we know which way it went?
1: You know, we don't know which way it went.
0: Hmm. Now, are sightings of basking sharks, is that something that, that happens a lot here in Brooklyn?
1: No. That is rare. Oh, it's rare. That and, is rare. And,
0: and interesting fact, when was the last time – they closed the beach.
1: Oh, well, the Parks Department doesn't actually have a record of that because it's been so long since they closed the beach for a shark sighting.
0: So you would think maybe like in the 70s when Jaws first came out, the movie Jaws with Roy Scheider.
1: Right, right. Yes.
0: You know, you you, you yell barracuda. People are like, huh, what? Yeah, what's that? Yeah. You You yell yell shark. On the 4th of July? you got a panic on the 4th of July. Not a good plan. Yeah. So I would think maybe during that time the beach might have been closed for some sort of sighting. But... uh, because it was a whole big shark frenzy back then. Yeah, people don't, were going nuts. Yeah. But no one, abundance. no one knows. This could have been the first time the beach was actually closed for a
1: shark. That's very interesting. No, yeah.
0: I'm asking you. I'm not. I'm not. Well, I don't know. I
1: mean, like I said, I asked, and they said their records don't go back far enough. So, pretty, presume, well, which could, implies to me that they closed it at some point.
0: Hmm. I'm guessing they did. There's no shark tower there in, in Coney Island, right?
1: No, there's no shark tower.
0: So when you're swimming in Coney Island's waters, you're not actually swimming in the, in the ocean. You're swimming in the in the, in the harbor, correct? Yes. Okay. So how likely is it that we'll have another one of these scary shark sightings uh, this year?
1: I think it's increasingly likely. Oh, and why is that? Because experts, our experts are telling us that this is the case. Um, we've talked to fishermen. We've talked to boaters. We've talked to, you know, biologists at Kingsborough. Mm-hmm. Over the course of the year and over the course of several reports that you can only find at com. Mm-hmm. um, And they say that there's just an explosion of these these moss bunker fish and other small feeder fish that are drawing seals, whales, and sharks closer to the shore.
0: But aren't sharks still, uh, or many sharks, still endangered?
1: Uh, Perhaps. I'm not an expert on on their their endangered level.
0: But even though they are endangered, they're still being drawn to shore because of these other fish that clearly are not endangered or are (laughs) only endangered by the
1: sharks. Correct, correct. I, I do know that the basking sharks are not particularly Uh, Particularly endangered. They're they're pretty safe, according to uh, my research.
0: Hmm. And what type of research was that? Were you, uh, or are are, are these? That was Wikipedia. Would you (laughs) would you know uh, if these sharks are not endangered just because they're they're uh, they don't feed on on meat and they're not or they're not edible or what's the rationale there?
1: That's you you got me, Vince. That one's you're asking the tough questions. I ask
0: the tough questions. Yeah, I do. I do. All right. So other stuff happening. Can you you get that harp music again? I just love it. Oh, there it is. Moving on to our next story. Brooklyn's Greasy Spoons. Now, Max, you had a big story today on brooklyndaily.com. It's blowing up. It's,
1: it's, you, can't, you can't stop it.
0: Everyone's, everyone's, everyone's talking They're about it. They're just hungry for this story. Well, yeah, I guess. So, diners in southern Brooklyn, very popular place to eat, Correct. Correct. So what's happening now? What's the what's the big issue that you wrote about today on Brooklyn Daily?
1: The big issue is they are all going to be gone in the next five or ten years, and, and I'm, I'm not saying this because Del Rio just closed, and their owner, you know, told me, "Oh, it's Wait very tough for us." The, yes. Del, the
0: Del Rio diner
1: closed. Del Rio and Gravesend, 911 Kings Highway, is closing. <sighs> They're serving their last meal 7 a.m. July 25th.
0: They're going to have breakfast. Are we going for the last meal? Oh,
1: we we could. We certainly could. Is this is going to be breakfast meal. Let's go 7 a.m. Last, last breakfast. Yeah.
0: Not the last supper.
1: No that's going to be at the Del Rio. Del Rio 911 Kings Highway.
0: Last chance to get your waffles at the Del Rio. That's coming up, folks. You should get down there.
1: This it might be the last $6.40 hamburger in town.
0: $6.40. They're not they're not expensive. Maybe that's why they're going out of business.
1: <laughs> that's they, you know that's not well that is the reason because he doesn't want to, the the owner tells me he doesn't want to raise prices on his menu.
0: Wait, and he doesn't want to raise prices? He doesn't either. want to raise prices. He'd rather, got, he'd rather go out of
1: business. He'd rather go out of business than, than screw the good people of southern Brooklyn.
0: Wow, that's a man who, who, uh, who certainly is very loyal to his customers. Very but, loyal. But then but not, not loyal, so loyal enough. Not loyal enough to stay open. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. So why are these diners, and this isn't the only one, you're telling me, that other diners are, are,
1: are on the brink. They're all going to go.
0: And what's the why? Why is that?
1: There's no money in diners anymore. And, and uh, I talked to I talked to the owner of Del Rio, and I also talked to a guy who's his food distributor, who mm-hmm. works with diners mm-hmm. across Brooklyn. And the thing that really the straw that broke the camel's back, they say, is the the minimum wage increase that the governor signed in April.
0: So the cost of, of work, the cost of uh, paying employees, is uh, really affecting the bottom line. And
1: there. these are these are 24-hour diners, so they're paying employees all day, every day. And he's he said that there's you know they have people that are that are uh, working overtime they have to pay them time and a half and it's it becomes very expensive to pay your staff um they they also pointed to board of health uh, you know health inspections that they say over the last 10 or so years have gone from being a good idea that's keeping people safe to basically a money maker for the city
0: overzealous um Ticketing, so to speak,
1: overzealous ticketing.
0: Yeah. Hmm, interesting,
1: and un, and uneven enforcement too. I'm told why uneven. Well, sometimes uh, you'll you'll get pegged for for some kind of infraction, and then the next you know the next time an inspector comes, it's a different inspector. They don't even look for that, so they're saying they just get caught off guard with all the different things that the city is kind of requiring people to do.
0: Wow, wow, that's some that's some really interesting stuff. So now is has there been an outcry from uh, your readers about the loss of uh, of oh, the Possible loss of these diners because these things are kind of a staple
1: out there in yeah, Southern Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah, we did. We did get some letters. There's going to be a few in our in the letter section of the uh, the Bay News, Bay Ridge Courier, and the Mill Marine Courier coming out on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, some some readers sounding off on the closure, not really reacting to this story which came out today, but sort of just the the general news that Del Rio is closing. Wow, so people are very upset. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dang. Well, you know, these are the types of places that you know, growing up in New York in the '70s and '80s, a lot of people grew up with, and they, they were, you know, when I was a kid, it was a place. Some of these diners were places that you would go even for a special occasion. Yeah, is yeah. that the, is that the case anymore?
1: I I believe so. I think some people might still go there. There was a, it was an old crowd when I dropped by the Del Rio the other day. But what, what I'm what I'm hearing from from its owner is that it's a generational thing. So he had these he had these Tony Monero types coming in with. With babes on their arms, you know, smoking cigarettes and, and eating cheeseburgers at 5 in the morning when mm-hmm. they were in their 20s. Yeah. Now they're coming in with their wives and their kids. So it's, it's a tradition, I think. And it's a tradition that's, you know, coming to these diners, it's a tradition that's, that's going to be gone soon. Are you familiar with the Brothers Special? I'm not familiar with the Brothers Special. You
0: don't know what the Brothers Special is? No, no, no. No, the Brothers Special is a – it's two hamburgers. And, you know, you go out for a night on the town, you know, like you said, with your girlfriend or whatever or maybe your buddies and uh, after you go out to the bars or whatever you always head out to the diner mm-hmm. the, the local diner whichever mm-hmm. one it might be and you sit down and you order a brother special and that brother special would be two cheeseburgers fries and usually a coke or possibly a chocolate shake
1: called brothers because
0: i don't know why it's called a brother special i guess because two. it's enough for two people <laughs> <laughs> or at least two people right right but yeah we used to we used to put those we used to put those away mm-hmm. yeah back in the day
1: when was the last time you went to a 24 hour diner
0: Oh man. With my friends like going yeah, out at night. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: It would be a really long time ago. It'd be very it would be more than ten years. More than ten years. I remember one night we went to Atlantic City. And we drove we drove down to Atlantic City. We spent the night. We got home. The next day it was you know, we'd been up all night. We drove home from Atlantic City and we went to a diner and it was probably six or seven in the morning and
1: we had breakfast. This is the first place you went when you got back. Yeah, it was the
0: first place we went when we <laughs> got back. Yeah, that was, a, that, was a, that was a good time back then mm-hmm. when we used to do that. So the diners are on the way out. Kiss them goodbye. And, Sad uh, news. Oh, Jip, Jimmy. Jimmy just, just chimed even, in yeah, there. Even Jimmy's He's hurt. upset. Jimmy, you ever been to a diner? I love diners, and I'm afraid of sharks, so Max is just, like, pouring it on here. Mm. Scary <laughs> show. It's a very scary show for Jimmy. That's why we have to keep
1: peaceful voices. Yeah,
0: like that. All right, um, last thing. On the diners. So the youngsters that are in uh, Williamsburg, moving into Williamsburg and Bushwick, these young kids today, they're into a lot of retro stuff, aren't they? Oh, yeah. So it's kind of confusing to me that they're not heading out to these diners just to enjoy the the realness of it. I don't know if... It's, It's a piece of old New York. I don't know if they want real, though. I think they want simulated real. Because there are diners in places like Williamsburg that kind of use this this vibe, right. the diner vibe. Right. But are you know, but are much more expensive.
1: Yeah, yeah. Kellogg's Kellogg's diners are always got people in it. I I actually tried to call the owner of the, of, of that place, but they're out of town. So,
0: so those diners, those kind of I don't know, how would you explain that? They're like they're they're basically Re- renovated? <laughs> well, they're they're working off of the same like pretenses that these other diners are 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 doing and they're kind of like you know, biting their rhyme, but um but doing it in a different way, and yet these places are, are successful and are not in danger. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that is correct. Some of it might be proximity, too. I mean, I don't think a lot of people who live in, in North Brooklyn are, are going on, you know, sort of tourist trips to, to Bensonhurst.
0: Hmm. I've been to the Vegas Diner, and it's fantastic.
1: They, they, uh, the owner of Del Rio also is a co-owner of Vegas. He says they're going to be around for a while.
0: He says Vegas Diner isn't he going says anywhere? says Vegas
1: Diner isn't going anywhere. However, other sources say that it will.
0: Hmm. Well, that would be a shame to lose the Vegas Diner. because I actually once went there. I went there many times with my grandmother. And uh, one time I actually came back from Italy, flew in from Italy. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother and mother both picked me up at the airport. I was like 22 years old. And the first place we went because we had been on the plane for all this time was the Vegas Diner on 18th Avenue in Bensonhurst. And uh, we sat down at the diner and I had a bacon, egg, and cheese on a, on a roll, mm. which, as you know, is called a heart attack sandwich. So at the time, my grandmother was about seventy-five years old, and she decided that she was going to have one too. And she said, "What do you call that?" And I said, "A heart attack sandwich." And she said, "Oh, I'll have one of those."
1: <laughs> By the way, you can uh, you could probably go back to the Vegas and live above it soon because uh, what, I, what I'm hearing from these guys is that it's sort of their retirement plan to sell the property once they're done, and they're all waiting for development. Mm. We got we, I heard I heard from the distributor that I talked to that. Uh, He's got, a, he's got a client who's paying $14,000 a month right now for rent, and it's going to go up to 30000 in two years, which means he's not going to be there anymore. And uh, the guy who owns that property will probably sell it for development. Look at El Greco. I mean, El Greco is the, is the example in Sheepshead Bay. Um, old school diner old on, sc-
0: on, a, on a big piece of land with a, with a giant parking lot. And uh, what's it going to be now?
1: Condos. Yeah, condos.
0: You know what the great thing about a condo? What's that? You never have to mow the lawn. You never have to mow the lawn. Never. All right, listen, we're going to take a little break. We've got to pay some bills. Let's and pay. then I want to bring in, is Julianne out there? I want to bring in uh, Julianne. I want to talk about, uh, she's not
1: here. No, she's not here. She's in oh. Carroll Garden speaking with the uh, commanding officer of the 7-6. Oh, man, that is too bad. Unless she got back in the time that I walked in here. but I'll, I
0: wanted yeah. to talk to her about this, uh, how Brooklyn is being inundated with uh, wildlife.
1: Oh, those are great. these are great stories. Yeah,
0: specifically raccoons. You've heard about this?
1: They're running wild. They are. Garrison Beach. Marine Park. They're out there.
0: All right, let's uh, get me some music there, uh, Jimmy. I need, to, I need to do a spot here. Oh, I like this one. It's one of my favorites. Atlas Steakhouse offers a selection of premium cuts that are aged on-site for perfect texture and taste. Atlas Steakhouse has an extensive list of vintage wines. They're expertly mixed. Well, the wines aren't expertly mixed. The wines are just vintage but there are expertly mixed signature cocktails that we've all heard so much about. There are also signature appetizers. They're guaranteed to stimulate your palate. Atlas Steakhouse has your choice cut steak. It's crafted into a culinary masterpiece just for you. Of course, it wouldn't be a great restaurant without delightful desserts, and each are sweeter than the last. Atlas Steakhouse is a completely unique dining experience Atlas Steakhouse is at 943 Coney Island Avenue and you can find them online at atlassteak.com
1: and then after you have that delicious steak uh, you you might need to get some of it pulled out of your teeth for you so you can go to this fine gentleman here are you looking for a dentist who provides quality care at an affordable price then look no further than Dr. Joseph Lichter The dentists and skilled hygienists at Dr. Lichter's state-of-the-art office use the most up-to-date technology and techniques to provide you the best experience possible. Dr. Lichter and his staff perform traditional dental procedures such as teeth cleaning, fillings, root canal therapy, and tooth extractions. But in addition, they offer the latest in restorative and cosmetic dentistry, including implants, porcelain veneers, and crowns, fixed bridges, and more. Procedures that can make a broken smile look like new. The office also uh, offers Invisalign, an alternative to metal braces that use virtually invisible plastic aligners that shift teeth into place over a period of time. Isn't it time you visit a high-quality, state-of-the-art dentist who keeps dentistry affordable so everyone can benefit? Call Dr. Lichter's office today at 718-339-7878 to set up an appointment that can improve your quality of life.
0: Well, there it is. That's our sponsors, Atlas Steakhouse and Dr. Joseph Lichter. They've been with us since the beginning. Great to have you. Very them. upset. Okay. So uh, Julianne's not with us? No, she's not here. All right. Do you want to talk about the uh, sure. the, the problems in, in Gravesend and uh, in, and in um, I believe, Marine Park? Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Garretson
1: Beach. Oh, Garretton Beach. Garretson Beach, tell, Garretson Beach yeah. tell us what happened. So in Garretton Beach, uh, the, the raccoons are acting crazier than normal, according oh, right. to our, our people on the ground. And what, what's going on is they, uh, it appears like they have this virus called distemper. The reason we even looked into this is because people thought like, it could be – there were videos online. And they looked rabid to me. I mean, they are acting very erratic. And some other people in the neighborhood were suggesting that these, these raccoons were eating poison left out by contractors who are rebuilding homes for Build-It-Back. Um, hmm. So we were trying to get to the bottom of this whole thing, and we, we kind of described the symptoms. But, but the distemper wouldn't be caused by the poison, would it? No. No, no. The distemper is a virus. Um, it's, it's caused it's, – it's passed from animal to animal, but it, the animals can uh, – it's, it's a little easier for them to contract it if they are stressed, if it's very hot outside, if, if their diet has changed or is very poor. So it, it might be an indication that the raccoon population in Garretson Beach is generally unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, not, it's, not, it's not dangerous for people. It is dangerous for certain unvaccinated pets, uh, dogs, ferrets, which I don't think you're supposed to have anyways. No. Um, <laughs> it's a weasel. A weasel. It's a weasel. Yeah. Yeah. Will that guy call? Can he call it? No. I mean, anyways. <laughs>
0: Well, oh, you, you can ask if he's listening.
1: <laughs> if you're out there, call in. We'd love to talk about weasels. No. Um, so, so, yeah, the, we talked to a vet and a couple exterminators who said that it's probably not poison because there would be dead raccoons everywhere. Hmm. And it's not rabies because uh, they, they wouldn't be they, – they would be aggressive. And no, no one's really reporting aggressive raccoons in Garrettson Beach. However, uh, over in Mill Basin, there are some very aggressive raccoons that have taken up hol- – uh, that, that have holed up in a derelict home there.
0: Ah, so this is a completely different situation.
1: Different situation, different story. These raccoons, but the same
0: type of animals.
1: Same type of animals. Mm
0: -hmm. So we have raccoons in Garrison Beach, and raccoons in Mill Basin. Mill Basin. Yeah, not Marine Park. No, in Mill Basin. Some people call it Georgetown. Ah, Georgetown. That little triangle. Okay, there it is. So those raccoons are living in someone's house that no one lives in?
1: Yes, a, a derelict house. They've taken house. up residence. The, they've taken up residence. Somebody's got to do it. I have uh, to ask you,
0: are they paying
1: their taxes? <laughs> we'll have to check with the Department of Finance on that one. Uh. They sure as hell aren't mowing the lawn, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they need some of those goats from Brooklyn Bridge
1: Park. We need goats in southern Brooklyn, and, you know, we've been asking about this, too. It's... There's too much going on. There is a
0: lot a goat can do when it comes to getting rid of unwanted weeds. This is correct.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They just they eat them up.
0: They do, and but, they're they're doing that in Brooklyn Bridge Park, but not in Southern Brooklyn. Not There's in certain, Southern Brooklyn, and certainly not in Marine Park, uh-uh. where the Carmine Caro Community Center,
1: everyone's favorite Southern Brooklyn community center,
0: yeah, which took longer to build than the and cost more than the Liberty Tower. Maybe it didn't cost more. It but did it, take longer to build. It, 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 now it's got weeds growing on top. But on the, the roof, yeah. But the Parks Department is not allowing these shore-footed goats to clean those weeds
1: off. So these goats are allowed to, to scale the steepest berms in Brooklyn Bridge Park mm-hmm. uh, where tourists can come snap, snap pictures with them. But uh, down in Marine Park where, where people just want to go have a nice green space to hang out, they're not allowed to have any goats. So this, this roof is just overgrown. It's full of weeds. No one's doing anything about it. One of the guys that works at the park told our reporter, he said, look, I can't really get up there that often because it takes special safety requirements. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. These goats are not part of any union that's going to stop them from getting up on that roof.
0: All they would need is some sort of maybe just a little bridge, like a little uh, a, a plank. plank. Yeah. Could that's all they need. Get them up there. And probably not even – probably like a two-by-four.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'd be very simple. They can walk. Be very right simple. Up we they're, like, they're like tightrope walkers. It's, I've seen them. I've seen them stand on the sheer face of a dam. You showed me the other day. Oh yeah, they do. They,
0: they lick the. Uh, it's the salt, I believe. They're, mm-hmm. after, they're after the salt mm-hmm. from from the dam. Maybe,
1: Maybe we should just make a trail of salt and weeds from Brooklyn Bridge Park to Marine Park.
0: No, I think. Well, I think they have a, a shepherd. Oh, okay. We gotta get Does a shepherd work with go, with uh, goats? Or is it? Maybe a, a goat herd. A goat herd. Right. A goat herd. <laughs> goat herd. We'll have to look that up.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Uh, all right. Well, this has been our Southern Brooklyn edition of uh, Brooklyn Paper Radio. There's no doubt about that. Is it, is it correct? Oh, uh, absolutely. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, no. This is definitely it. Man, I think there we're just about out of time. But I was wondering, Max, I still see you have that banjo.
1: Oh, you want to hear a song?
0: Yeah, why don't you do something, of course. Right. And try to do it without banging into the table. Oh, my knee. Were the goats going to get rid of the raccoons? Is that what we're... I think the goats could do a lot out there. I think the goats might actually scare the raccoons. I don't know if they're natural predators. Why
1: don't you play a little goat music? What are you well, going to do? I'm in, a, I'm in a very unique tuning, so I'm going to have to play Big Eyed Rabbit again for you. This time without Gersh uh, busting in. All right, let's play it
0: top to bottom, and uh, we'll, we'll fade out from there. Listen, it's Brooklyn Paper Radio. It's the new Smooth Sounds. It's Max Jaeger. Uh-huh. Getting all mellow with us, playing a little banjo, and we'll see you next week. Max Yeager for that I want to thank Gersh Kunstman For storming in I want to thank uh, Eric Olson uh, The director Of Murder at the Food Co-op It's been a great show And uh, If you can pl- Get our music playing And we're We're gonna We'll talk to you next week where's, the, where's our outro You have our outro No not that one Stop Stop That's not the smooth sounds Of Brooklyn Paper Radio Oh Come on so Jimmy
4: You're so right You're so right
0: Please play it out correctly Ooh. Yeah Brooklyn Paper Radio And we'll see you next week. Thanks, Max.
1: Thanks, Vinny.